Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the commentary podcast for Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion, episode 33. I am your host, Seth Adamsher. I partly directed this episode. With me, as always, is the writer, Jeffrey Bridges. Say hello, Jeffrey. Hello. And with us for the first time ever is our other director, assistant director, co-director, great director, Jim Hamilton. Say hello. Hello, and it's really a shame to see my face because I totally had the, the raised eyebrow. Like, how are you doing this? But it's neither here nor there. How's it going, everybody? It's all about the raised eyebrow. <laughs> and first, we have some great, great, great helping. Help, help, help! From Lily LaRue. Thank you, Alicia. Even the most modern methods of communication. Frank hopped on the horn and quickly called everyone he could in search of a medic. It took me actually a while to find uh, the the dial tones that you get on the phone, like inside the phone. Um, that you that ringing sound. That actually? Yeah. You fully that yourself, right? Oh no, I didn't fully that myself, but I actually I, I ended up finding one, but it just took longer than I thought necessary to actually find yeah, internal yeah. phone sounds. It's really hard. They were in the Mexican jungle. And the small neighboring villages were less than equipped to handle a medical emergency or speak in a language. Now, this scene was a lot of fun uh, to write to finally get more information about Frank out there. Oh, yeah. You know, again, with so many characters, it's hard to work to see all the different little bits of their backstory and stuff. And we haven't had a really good, uh, good character stuff with Frank in a while, so I was really happy to be able to work that in. And I'm sure Mark Zarkar can't wait to thank you. In the main hangar, was growing Sweat from his brow with an unsteady hand, past memories flooding back. Ooh, I could have put some cloth movement sounds there. Oh, a missed chance. <laughs> Frank had served his country admirably. I like the, uh, with honor the, the flashback and we more, more noise for his service. You know, yeah, well, could you put in there? Oh, yeah, I took some uh, some soldier World War II e noises and filtered them so that with a filter that makes a um, a, a shallow underwater filter. And just dim the volume to to. Actually, I use the same modulation that I use for the music to make it sound more um, echoey around the dialogue on both ends, left and right. I think it came out really well. Just then, Witherspee ran by and startled Frank out of his memory. And that's, you know, Dixie's Frank method of keeping someone alive. To <laughs> <laughs> you if you die, you are in such good trouble, mister. Hey, if it works, you know, patented medical technology right there. The Dixie Stenberg medical. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Umket industry Dixie Stenberg medical treatment. This is all just some scheme to get us all killed or captured. You can't be trusted with our trust. I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> you just shut that yapper you're yapping with, mister. Oh, I love that. Shut your yap, you're yapping. Frank grabbed a medic bag from the supply car. Reminds me of shut up, shutting up. Shoving his way through. You never told me. You ready to shut up? I shut up. One of my little past lies to you, do I, Dix? Well, no, but... Look, I... Hmm. I lost a lot of good men out there. 
a lot of good, damn fine men. And I told myself I wasn't ever going to be in a position to lose someone like that again. <gasps> no. So, <laughs> Tommy's my pilot. We've said this a thousand times. It's so hard to listen to the show and not just be completely drunk. It's so well done. I know. And I'm not saying that as somebody who works on it. Uh huh. Sure. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> He's doomed, isn't he, Jeffrey? Slowly for those wounded at the thought of losing their good friend. And each sucks. Ah, with that sizzling sound, now I'm hungry. Bacon. I need some bacon. Everything's better with bacon. Hmm. I I am bacon-less at the moment. Actually, it's not bacon. It's Joey's attempt at. Pasta, so. oh, no. It's actually hilarious that there's sizzling. What is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. It was supposed to be pasta cream of isn't it? And, you know, with sizzling in the background, you can quite tell that something, you know, maybe he's not quite following the right direction. Maybe, you know, but a little bit of fried pasta might be a good idea. Okay, maybe not. He had fried spaghetti before. It's very tasty. Yeah. You just, you know, boil it first, then fry well, yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> the, the one before the other, please. I don't like my spaghetti crunchy. Yeah, it's not like rice alone. Yeah. Mmm, rice abroni. Interestingly enough, not the San Francisco tree. Oh, it's not? Dude. Do you know anybody else in San Francisco besides, like, people that came from out of San Francisco that actually eat rice alone? Uh. Okay, good point. There you go. And that's the Vicky Stenberg commentary for Thank you. Thank you. Don't applaud. Just throw money. Uh, it was a leading well, if they would like to throw money towards Dickie Stenberg, I will just point out about their, our TV set of season one still available for pre-order. So, come on, people. Yeah. Ooh, nice plug. I myself am going to order as soon as I get done with this commentary. Woohoo. Yeah. com slash store.php. Pick one up, people. Why you still can? Go there right now. Yes, <laughs> Finish listening to the commentary first, but then go there. No, pause the commentary, go buy it, and then come back. We'll yes, 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 exactly. Yes, buy we first, then listen. <laughs> Good idea. Priorities. <laughs> Give him enough money, and we'll just keep doing this commentary all the time. <laughs> that, that just means we need to make more Dixie episodes. All the time. I, was, uh, I had a lot of fun with. Well, I mean, not, I guess fun is the right word, but I was very pleased with because they got to show uh, another good character moment for uh, Frasenberg, obviously getting offered exactly what he wants, but not, you know, wanting to take it because he wants to do the, the honorable thing by his friends. So. It's always nice when I can work in those nice little moments. And that was awesome. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Plus, I mean, you got to be a pretty strong guy, you know, Lily LaRue is in front of you, and she's all, hold me, right. and you're all, no, you've got, that guy's got some guts. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, in his position, I'm not so sure that I would have uh, done the same. You know, it's just. And this is somebody that he's got feelings for, on top of the fact that she's gorgeous. Right. <sighs> it is to sigh. 
But things will work out, right? Right? Jeffrey, right? They'll have to listen to find out. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Only two more episodes after this no, for the end of the season. This is so. not right. It's not the time. What if and they then... give you money like we were asking for? Money helps. Money's good. <laughs> yeah, are, are the Dixie spoilers for sale? <laughs> Possibly. It depends on how much well, we're going to arm the ninjas with a little, like, change machine. No, no. <laughs> Spoiler, 50 cents, Sorry, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> you get, like, two lines of dialogue. <laughs> Those two lines of dialogue being, you know, Lily Rue going, Yeah. Either that or the, the two lines spoilers you get are, Stay tuned next time. <laughs> yeah, the two lines of dialogue are from the very end of the credits. Yeah, and stay safe, America, and goodness. <laughs> hey, a good business venture for those ninjas. They got to do something during the day. Batteries, flashlights, guns. What is the key planning? Hmm. 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 Frank says he still doesn't trust you, and that's good enough for me. Everybody's hating on Withersby. When is he going to get some respect? I mean, he's not Billingsley. Is he? And he gives Billingsley a good swat at the end. Yes, 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 yes he does. That's right. Robot and I found the scar base, and I intend to give them a sweet satchel of payback for what they did. A sweet satchel of payback. Yeah, like, there you go. Well... Oh, I love this. Right there. You had to do this. <laughs> and, yes, thank you for more for more conversations with the, the character actors. Yeah, I, I, for a while I've been wanting to have uh, the interrupt the commercial, and I, you know, I didn't have the right moment for it. Until now. That was a good one to hold on to, sir. I very much enjoyed that. Well done, sir. Well done. I mean, after all this happened, I've got to know. You'll have to wait. Let me see. Yeah, then I thought it was funny that so she interrupts the commercial and they go back to the show and you're there for like 10 seconds and then you're back to the commercial. Yeah. She spends more time trying to get them to go back to the show than you actually hear when you go back to the show. Go back to the show and then promote their fine American products. Fine American products. Besides... And then they can turn back where Seth's basically like, as I was saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After I was so rudely interrupted. Don't hit me, Dixie. Yes, don't hit me. That's a very good point. Yeah, I know. So let's get back to the show already. Right you are. She's just got to know. Don't make me plug you. Wait, wait, I found it, I found it. I can almost feel that hammer coming down on my head. It was so aggressive, that Dixie. His shirt and hands. Yeah. Uh, ain't it great? It's over. Frank. Frank, is he... He's gonna make it. Yay! <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsor. <laughs> you say about something very important. Oh, yes, please do. No, I've changed my mind. I don't think you're... And now we've got those machine sounds in your left and right ear. Quite certainly. Subtly altering the mix there so that they come out on either side instead of in the center so you can hear the dialogue more, or at least better, clearer. 
Well, that'll give you more of a sense of actually being in the room. <laughs> Generally intelligent Joe is right. But how can we acquire more knowledge? Lucky for you, the important matter I'd like to speak about today is that very same issue. You mm. mean you can tell me and all of our dear smart listeners who all would love to be now, so very much more Where did you get the idea? Gain more knowledge? Yes indeed. What ad did you take for this ad? Oh boy. Gee, I wonder. No, it wasn't. I didn't have an, uh, an encyclopedia ad or anything like that. In fact, really? um, I'm pretty sure this one is 100% original. I don't think there's anything. No, no, wait a minute. There's a couple of things now. Now I'm remembering. I think there's a few things I might have pulled from a couple of different ones, but I don't think I ever had an actual encyclopedia ad. I'm impressed. Like, okay, yeah, this bit here where um, this being keeps repeating the same line over and over, yeah. that was actually from one of the commercials, and I thought it was hilarious because the guy just kept saying the same things like, and trying to beat it, you know, into your brain. So I threw that in there. Um, and Marley, even when she was editing it, she's like, don't you think she does this too much? I'm like, yeah, but it was in the original. It's just an homage, oh man. So I left it in, but... Um, I have yeah, to I hear some of the ads from the 40s. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh yes, thank you everybody for sending in the line for that. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that I wrote all seven hundred. I hope that came out to good effect. Of the Encyclopedia Unicidia myself, and yes, when good American families made comparison tests, the Encyclopedia. If you're asking me, it made me laugh. Yes, it did. Yes. It made me. Yeah, I'm not sure what I used it from, but that the um, American. Uh, uh, you know, good American family tests, uh, preferred it three to one, and the whole, yeah, just the repeating it over and over, it's all from one ad, I don't remember which, but I believe that's the only thing I pulled from an actual, uh, old ad, everything else was, was new. Was all you. Yeah, and I like how, I actually like how Jerry, as the dean, as he read it, he kind of got annoyed with saying the same thing over and over, <laughs> a little more annoyed. Yeah. And are the facts correct? That's true, but mind you, about the, about the cow. Oh, it is. True. Okay. I was wondering. And, of course, we know about those. <laughs> From past advertisements on this program. He sure says that a lot. He's the dean. Yes, I'm the dean. And I'm here to tell you, everything I say is indeed true. I still can't see him without seeing William Shatner, Jim. I was so just going to say that, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever really had that image in my head, but okay. Please tell us, Jim, what happened when you first heard the Dean? That was just what popped in my head, simply because um, Jerry's actual, actual delivery of the line spaced out a little more, so it's, it's more uh, quote-unquote dramatic pause, Shatner-like. And so the first time I heard it, I, I just, in my head, I really put it, I am the dean. And then he and told me, went back and forth between Seth and I <laughs> along with Wiggle Wiggle. Oh, yes. Wiggle Wiggle. 
Now we get back to the thick of it. We now return our program as away in his laboratory, deep within the I'm not sure exactly what the bubbling is for, but I thought it was a cool noise, so I put it in. Maybe he's got a lot of beakers and vials, you know, of multicolors with smoke billowing out of it. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to make it sound differently from his other lap in the uh, the underwater base. I'm trying to communicate my feelings to you non-verbally. And if I remember correctly, um, some of the lines in here from Volker were his ad lib lines. He just rocks with with the ad libness. He does. Justin is pretty awesome. Yeah. What was that, Volker? Well, it's true. There, I said it. You realize that was all an act on my part, don't you? Even so. You would rather live a lie where you have fake importance than work to earn it, as honestly as we Nazis can? Yes. That's the American way. Or the Nazi way. Hello. Wait, are the two the same? Are we? Okay, maybe not that day. Oh wait. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, is that why he and Brenny never? Oh wait, never mind. You know, the other robot was nicer. Oh, thank you, Amanda, for those laugh lines that are just great, great lines. Yeah, I love the one that is She's very good at being incredibly condescending. So it's the entire interior. When is her wheel coming back? Did it go somewhere? Well, yeah, but I didn't use it. <laughs> well, I just want an action scene where we get to hear Nebby's wheel go all wheelie and, you know, dusty and, and with that screech. You know. Okay, never mind. I had to put that in. So what have you got? I just had to. I have to agree, sir. I, I definitely I often feel the need to put more just and Dobby lines in there. I got it talented. Yes, yes, get on with it. I'm getting there. So anyway, Nebulon is Now, this being your first episode of work, which we will hear in just a few minutes, um, what do you think so far of the series, having worked on it for the last, uh, what, three months now? Sort of. Two months, three months, something along those lines. Three episodes, technically, I've worked on. Mm -hmm. um, I love the show. The, from the first moment I started working on it, and really, when the sense of humor hit me, and I suddenly got the vibe of it, all of a sudden, I just... I was totally addicted. I mean, you remember when we were working on this episode, the minute I was done, I was like, okay, there's 34. <laughs> and we finished 34. I was like, okay, we're 34. Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> Except at that point. It's fun. Very well written, Jeffrey. Very well acted, everybody. Very well directed, Seth. 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. As I said, I'm going to buy the original CD set available at TeddyMario.com right now. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Ah, we've doomed another person. I also kind of like here that Volker's like yeah, one invention that you've actually seen him invent now for three seasons of the show isn't really an invention. He just yeah. sucks some straps on something and said, "Look what I did." Yeah. Well, wait, didn't he make? Did he make the the ray gun? Or did he? Oh, we talked about that. Yeah. Come on. That's mentioned in an episode. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's out yet or if it's one of the next two coming out, but there's a reference to Volker and the ray gun. Isn't it in this episode? Or maybe it was in this season. I don't remember. There is a reference to the ray gun in episode 34 out of 35. Okay. Okay. Well, then it's there, but coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I just love doing the servo noises for Nick or De- Nebby. It gives her such character. It sounds very nice. I wonder if you're being sarcastic now. It also makes it sound uh, much more advanced than robot sound. Robot yeah. Sounds much more rage So that's good. As was the intent. Yeah. 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 Well, at least I hope. And uh, and hopefully she sounds a bit more. Roboticy, well, a bit more servery. Got a bit more parts than she did before. Before, like Robot shot her, so like she's evolved even beyond that version. Well, right, because now she's Nebulon 2000. Correct. That's right. For all your 2000 parts. <laughs> Ah, she loves to that do that. That sounds like busted along with that laugh. Yeah. Yes, we heard that already. What? I can't be happy? And the one line that she doesn't have a reverb. Back in the hangar, Dixie and Lily ran to see I think that's the first time that she's used, like, her geist voice without a reverb, but that she's not speaking as Granny. Actually, um, there were a couple in previous end credits where I'd intentionally drop the echo, or there was a couple lines where I'd, you know, she'd start out in the Renny voice and then jump into Geist voice. So, um, depending on the line, I try to, I try to mix it up. And here's Jim's portion. This production has starred Rennie, Yes, for this episode, he has the end credit. Mark Zeracor as Frank McGuff. If I can deal with my shell shock from the war, you can deal with Lily. Except for the music, I mastered that in at the end. It matches her hair. He did everything else. It's all his fault except the music. I should have liked to have finally finished you off myself. Extemporaneously. I'm surprised you even know what that means. Nice punch down. Yeah, heavy duty punches. They're a little heavier than the normal punches we've had. The punches are evolving. Yeah, Billy deserves it. Well, when doesn't he? Really? Good point. I am happy to report that this episode shows me to be a man of honor <laughs> and integrity. I never thought otherwise, Freudenberg. Yeah. Thank you, Mystics. But it is still nice to be vindicated, yeah? 
Scott Vinicol yeah. as Cornelius yeah. Robert Sims Pearson. Joseph, I dare say that was the worst. <laughs> the worst? Sure, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sounds a little bit like Foghorn Leghorn there, I say. That was supposed to be Well, I think Corny's, he's like, you know... He's got like 20% uh, Colonel Sanders, 20% Yosemite <laughs> Sam, 20% Parker and Mike There's a lot of stuff thrown oh, in there. No, Is there any Pete Boomlight in there? Just need Dixie. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Scream your ass. Less Benedict Edrchenko. What is this? I go away for one episode and my good friend... Ah, the confused Russian. When he left, everything was hunky-dory. my boss head. Psychotically buried. How unpredictable. Or at the very least, <laughs> unlikely. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily Lower. Oh, yeah. I, I love this line. You <laughs> well said. Alicia's <laughs> awesome. She really is. As Geist. Yes! Not Big one, Wolf. In your face, Dixie! Justin Dobby has Walker. Here we go. You better listen to what she says before we get all up in your face, girlfriend. Word. Faux shizzle. In the hizzle. Ma grizzle. To the pizzle. Whizzle, whizzle. <laughs> Thank you for keeping the the clap in there. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. kind of referenced that too. You've had so much of Volker and Justin being, you know, complete anachronisms, things that are, you know, 50, 60 years beyond where the characters are. So I thought I would finally, you know, Volker set all of this straight. And wasn't there a reference to Wikipedia as well? Yes. In like yes, yes. Withersby, I think it was, or something. Or Billingsley. Really? Bats. They were named after bats. Jerry Crawford as they were named after bats. Yay! Here we go, Eddie. Hello. <laughs> I. And this, of course, Dean. now is um Swan Song in Big Now he may um be back in a slightly different capacity, kind of like other commercial people have been, but there's kind of an an unintentional tradition that I noticed started up was that like two episodes before the end of the, the season the commercials changed. And that uh, happened the past two seasons kind of unintentionally so I thought I would keep the tradition going so this is where you'll see the transition in the commercials and so next month is when you'll see uh, a slight change. So ah. This is where I wanted to send the, the beat out on the high note which is why it's, you know his uh, <laughs> and the introduction of the books that he wrote and everything. So. I'll bake you a cake. Hey, no spoilers for the next couple episodes there. Uh-huh. I didn't say anything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So for the commercial announcer voice, it's usually the first take that's on target. Is that right, Jim? Yes, yes. As I was telling Jeffrey myself not long ago, when he does multiple line readings of a line, 
I think every single time he nails it on the first take. That's talent, sir. That is. Uh, I think it's just because I'm writing the script, so I know the information <laughs> that the character had. Which, again, goes back to your talent because you wrote the script as well. See? Hello? Talent. Hi. Exactly. <laughs> Take the compliment. I wrote the entire <laughs> 725 volumes of the Encyclopedium Kedia myself. And I am here no wonder he sounds tired. I wrote all 725. That's amazing. <laughs> America, and good night. And of course, I couldn't end good it without night. a Volker. Things were so much better back in the day with the meek and timid and subservient and, dare I say, sexy, ready for my beck and call. This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Jeffrey Wait for it. There's a little more at the end, of course. We have to get through Jeffrey's dulcet tone. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Well, it's true. I want my Freddy back. And there you have it. Dixie Stenberg, <laughs> episode 33. Thank you all for listening. Hey. Come again. Please do. We'll have more. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 See you next month. See ya. <laughs>